we're back, everybody. It is April. Welcome to another episode of Unplugged. I'm your host, Jacob Puckett. And for those of you who don't know, April is Lyman Appreciation Month. And for this episode, we're going to do just that. Take a moment to appreciate the work of Lyman around the nation and to share the insights and knowledge from someone who has been in line work at every level and has seen every perspective, our very own Director of Operations, Robert Kent. Robert has been in the industry for many years. And after editing this podcast, I've got to say, that this was my maybe one of my favorite episodes yet. I think you're really going to enjoy this. And as always, thank you for tuning into our episode. And let's jump right into the conversation with Robert, where he's explaining his background and his past at Blue Ridge Energy. I had a, a uncle Harry that that worked here in the meter technician department, and so he he told me. Um, we lived out on the farm all our lives, and he told me there was going to be some a job for the summer for just a couple of weeks. That the current lawn care um, person that was here was going to have to take a medical leave for a couple of weeks, and um, so I came in for a couple of weeks and um, ended up the person never came back, and and I was able to to stay. And then um, through that, I got to see um, the linemen coming and going, um, and started to uh, develop. Uh, a huge interest in in the line working the ongoings of a uh, you know what electric cooperative was and even electric utility was um and then my cousin Harry also was going into the electric lineman field and so that generated a lot of interest and so yeah the the mowing the grass for uh did while I was a junior and senior in high school and um then pursued a, a career at the community college for about six months and really wanted to be a lineman uh, the whole time. It's it's funny that a 19 year old, it's, you know, today's time, my kids included, really don't know what they want to do. And at 19 years old, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I want to be a lineman. I mean, th- th- that was basically it um, and got to see a lot of what they do. So. so you really just fell in love with the process and fell in love with the job at an early age. Yeah, I did. It, it, it's funny that you would see that, but um, years ago, when when you got to uh, be employed Blue Ridge, there are certain ways to get into the field. And for for line workers back in the day, um, you had to read meters first, <laughs> and that's just the way it was. So uh, I had a job opportunity for a meter reading job. Uh, I was 19 years old, and um, saw that opportunity and thought, well, you know that that's the way you get to be a lineman. And so I, I chose that opportunity and. Um, read mirrors for five years, and then then the Lyman's position finally came open. But just reading meters, um, th- this this will be funny to you. But we used to call it um, play go play Lyman. We would bust our butts to get our <laughs> meters read in the cycle in the week. So maybe on Fridays we could get to go out with the Lyman and um, help them do line work, just grunt and get to be around the field line work. So that's what we used to do. We used to just hump it. I mean, all we could go to get the mirrors read so we'd go out to Lyman on a Friday or one day during the week most of the time. So in some ways it was almost like a, an apprenticeship or, or kind of like an internship on top of a job because you were going out on Fridays and learning it. I guess you picked up a lot of those skills along the way though, right? We did. Um, you know, reading meters afforded me the opportunity to get to learn our system. Um, you know, I eventually had read every route on our system in, in the Caldwell district. So it did give me an opportunity to learn our line feeds. I was always looking at the lines 
um, even on vacation, I would look at the line because that's what I was interested in. So reading meters did give me the opportunity to be in a somewhat of an apprentice um, out on Fridays. And um, so I got that opportunity to do that. But also just reading meters, I would see things that, you know, maybe services down or trees on services or insulators broke on the primary poles. And, you know, so we got that opportunity to look at things and also meet our members. Um, and so that gave me a good opportunity to get to know our members, what a cooperative was, the rural areas, the farmers, um, just your everyday ordinary people. So that um, gave me a love for that also. I think you hear a lot of times you hear people say, you know, love what you do. If you love what you do, you won't work a single day in your life. And it sounds like what you're saying is a lot like that. And, and you, when you think about today, you hear a lot of people also say, or, or be in situations where they don't love their jobs, wherever they're at in the world, or they, you know, they don't love their occupation, but you really loved it. And I noticed that whenever I'm talking to a lineman, whenever I'm talking to someone who's in this field or in this industry, they love it, or they love big aspects of it. And there's just there's a certain passion for the job. Do you think that makes that's something that makes being a lineman special? Do you think it's that love and passion for the job that everybody has that just sets it apart? Yeah, I, I do think that, Jacob. Um, you, you know, a lineman has to, to, to love what he does. Um, going out in the rain every day, and then you see the pictures of, I, I remember this recently, um, there was a crew down in Cow Pasture, the wind was blowing snow all over the ground, and yet they were out there restoring power. And so that they, they, they love what they do, um, they know that it's essential to what they do, um, but but it is more than um, more than the money. Even though you know it, it, line line workers make good money, but it's more than that. It's it's the passion, the love, the serving of people, and um, in the end, it's seeing the lights come back on. You know, uh, yeah. I, th- I think ultimately um, for me, it was always the drive to see those lights come on and hearing the the members. Um, sometimes you'll hear them holler and say thank you or or just, you know, I can remember during Hugo, you know, we had people out for two weeks and people were bringing us food and doing all kinds of different things. So so just serving people, I think, is only uh, the drive uh, for that. And talking about your perspectives and talking about your experience specifically, you have been in the industry for some years now and you've seen a lot of changes and you've seen a lot of probably adaptations to technology and different things come along. How is your experience as a lineman different from the experience now as director of operations? You're managing a very large group of employees as linemen. How do you think their experience is different from your experience? Um, you know, it is different from the technology side of things. We used to have paper maps and it had 54 pages in it, big pages, and we would flip those to where we need to go. Maybe we look at an address now. There's iPads. They look up the maps electronically. Um, it takes them right to the location they need to go. They can even do a navigation that can help direct them to where they need to be. So, so that you know, things like that have changed. I mean, we're using a helicopter to cut distribution right away now. Who would have ever thought we'd have been doing that? <laughs> um, you know, that's pretty amazing stuff. Um, but, but if you get right down to it, um, you know, Lyman's job is still Lyman's job. Even though technology has helped us to to provide better service, I do feel like I mean, linemen still have to climb poles during severe weather. They still have to go out in the buckets and put the lines back up or build new lines. Um, so that part really hasn't changed. We've got better, more buckets, um, definitely better tools than we had back in the day. Um, 
but but I, I really feel like the safety aspect of a lineman's job has changed a lot. I think um, there's there's probably more. Um, I guess there, there's maybe more of a drive to be safe, um, which is really really important. I think back in the day, lineman's job was kind of macho and. They could say, "Well, I can do this without, you know, the mm-hmm. rubber gloves, or I can do secondary voltage without putting rubber gloves on. I'll do it with my leather gloves." And that that that's how things have gone today, and and it's for a good thing. You know, we've got buck squeeze now, so when you climb a pole, if you cut out on the pole, then you won't fall, but just a few feet now. Versus if you fell back in the day, you know, you were coming all the way down the pole with splinters in your arms and things, and so. I think from the side of line line side of things, um, just the safety aspect. I think it's a whole lot more important uh, today than it was back in the day, and just I think the macho part of it is out, and that's a good thing though. Um, you know, we're recording this podcast right now. Uh, I hope we'll get this released here in April. I think we will, but it's Lyman Appreciation Month around mm-hmm. the country, and I, I think. A lot of people understand this part, but I think something that also goes understated is just the job is dangerous. I mean, the job in the industry is, you know, it's a dangerous job. When you were a lineman, were there ever times where that really occupied your mind or crossed your mind? How do linemen cope with kind of the dangers of the job? I know we have great safety protocols in place, but the reality is you're working with a lot of high voltage electricity and there's obviously a certain danger with that. So how do they kind of compartmentalize that and how do they kind of deal with that? You know, they're working with something that dangerous on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, I think, I think the danger line work, um, it is a dangerous job. Um, you don't know when you're in an ice storm and you go up a pole to climb a pole. Um, you know, you hear trees cracking and falling and you don't know if the tree's going to fall on you or if it's going to fall on the span behind you that's still up and, you know, it's going to give you a jolt on the pole and, and shake you or, you know, so so that aspect of line work is is very dangerous. Just going out night and walking in the woods and, and thinking of, um, you know, you're tromping through brush and old lumber and all, you know, snakes and things that, you know, um, you would think, oh my gosh, I can't believe I walked in this area in the nighttime. So, so I think um, uh, you know the aspect of, of safety and just the dangers of line work. Um, it, to me, it's more of the brotherhood of linemen and looking out for each other. Uh, I think um, you know when you go in this job, um, you, you know you're going into a, a dangerous occupation. But also, you know, you've got um, somebody that's going to be with you that, that's going to help look out for you, and you're going to help look out for them. And so, to me, it's just the brotherhood of line work and looking out for each other. And, you know, it's a tough job, and, you know, it's a, a dangerous job, but you're looking out for each other at all times. And, um, you know, you, you don't ever, ever want to go to the place where, you know, somebody gets gets burned or electrocuted or something that happens. So you you really try not to let that happen, and you look out for each other really, really close. As someone who's been in this industry for a while, what do you think are some of the most rewarding experiences you've personally felt? You know, it doesn't have to be as a lineman, but it could be generally in this industry. I don't know if it's a, a storm or something you saw happen that was cool. What, what are some of the most rewarding experiences for you personally? You know, I, I think as um, – you know, as back when I did line work on a regular basis, of course, it was seeing the lights come back on and 
And then as I worked my way up through being an operations manager, it was um, seeing our, our linemen and the outside personnel that really, really performed well during a storm and got a lot of accolades from our members and everybody was safe and nobody was hurt. Um, and then in today, I think, um, you know, we've got, I think, 22 linemen that have been with us five years or less, and it's seeing them grow and all they can achieve and all the good things that they're bringing to Blue Ridge members and the service that they're providing and the new um, technology that they're wanting us to, to see us achieve to better serve our members. I, I think for me, that, that's absolutely it. And, and, and that and then also seeing our linemen step up and take on those new leadership roles and really excelling in those. If I'm an 18-year-old kid right now and I'm listening to this podcast, how would you tell me to get into the industry? How would you tell me to get into line work? If I'm interested in being a lineman one day, how would I do that? Well, um, you know, and I talked a little bit earlier, uh, you know, for us, um, something that new has been, you know, developing for five to 10 years now is the the technical colleges, the call community colleges, Forsyth Tech, and th- those community colleges are really doing a good job in training uh, linemen. And, and when they go through this training, it's really not um, uh, giving them all the expertise and they learn how to climb and they maybe go up in a bucket. But, but really what it's doing is it's, it's really letting those people that are taking the technical schools or going to the line schools know that this is the career that they want to choose. Um, and it also helps the, you know, the contractors and the cooperatives and the, the IOUs that are hiring them. It lets them know that, you know, they're somewhat prepared and they have a good understanding of what they're getting into. And so, so the technical colleges and the programs that they've put forth there have been good. So that's what I'd recommend. You're starting there, um, talking to the linemen that that you know, um, you know, doing that, and then then um, you know, getting put yourself out there. You know, you, you got to sell yourself, so you got to put yourself out there, and you got to talk to your contractors, and you got to. Um, I had a good friend that tried to get on for Blue Ridge for years, and he, he made sure that uh, pretty much on a you know, quarterly basis, he was contacting that supervisor and he said, you know, I'm still here. I'm still wanting a job here. Persistence, yeah. You got to be, you gotta be, be very persistent in that because, um, uh, you know, line jobs are sometimes hard to come by. Um, you know, it's, it kind of ebbs and flows, I guess. Um, but, but it, you know, there's line jobs all across the country. And so, um, you know, go for it. If, if that's your passion, go for it. Sell yourself. Get out there. Um, get your training and then get some experience and and uh, I think uh, you're, you're selling yourself is, is a big part of it. Well, that wraps up another episode of Unplugged. I appreciate you for listening. If you would, if you're on a mobile device or any kind of podcast listening app, scroll up for me and hit that subscribe button. We would really appreciate it. And if you enjoyed the episode, scroll down and leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback, maybe some episode ideas or what you enjoyed about this episode. But anyways, I appreciate you listening to another episode of Unplugged. And until next time, I'm your host, Jacob Puckett.